we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from ISFF, a.k.a. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, game source, and also as well, my good friend Chris and his son Dom. They're the Lardieries, and they go ahead and host an awesome show called the Domination Sports Nation. If you want to know what's going on in the world of sports each and every week, check out the Domination Sports Nation wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, also as well, if you have any questions at all out there, and my gosh, almost every show you have a ton of questions for us, and it's greatly appreciated. Go ahead and let us know on your fantasy football team trades, waiver wires, lineup changes, anything. That you need help with, please go ahead and let us know. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com or, of course, Inside Sports FF on Twitter. But looking forward to another great week in the NFL. I know with me, I'm still winning, even though my running backs, I think I'm down to my seventh string running backs. Uh, I think I've picked up three running backs in one of my league and i've actually had two of those injured so yes i am running out of running backs fast but i'm still winning and i still don't know how but you know what that's always a good thing and doing well in my other leagues so that's always a good thing as well but here today to talk about what's going on with what surprises him so far in the nfl when it comes to fantasy football is a good man indeed he, along with his son, as I mentioned earlier, Dominic Lardieri, are two awesome hosts of the Domination Sports Nation. It is Chris Lardieri. And Chris, great to have you here, my friend, talking some fantasy football yet again. So we start off with the question after six hard weeks of fantasy football already, who are the big surprises that stand out to you so far this season? I think the big surprise on the downside is that all the quarterbacks that we thought were going to have huge years really haven't amounted to anything. I mean, relatively speaking, Mahomes is not putting up similar numbers. Uh, Dom and I have hurts in two leagues and while he's playing well, not as well as he was last year, uh, Joe Burrow with the injury, definitely an, a disappointment. Really the only quarterback I feel and, and on the positive side that I think has been the biggest surprise is Tua with the dolphins and, you know, he's he's got Who the ability. Who my quarterback? Ah, that then, and that's why you're four and two and in second place in our league, Gerald. And we're still looking up at you every week because let, let's face it, you had the guts to take him, and it wasn't his talent, it wasn't his weapons, it wasn't his head coach. It was a fact: can this guy stay healthy? He's one hit away from potentially being done with his football career. And I think that right there is the biggest surprise: the guy stayed healthy and he's improved every week. And Mike McDaniel's doing something right because he stayed upright and the Dolphins are putting up points other than the one game they got embarrassed by the Bills. That's true, my friend. I feel very lucky, but I know it can happen the other way at any moment in time with like the rest of my team, Chris, especially at the running backs where I'm depleted tremendously. So I've been trying to work out trades and to no avail. In fact, I get offered trades and I trade them back and offer them stuff and, you know, no interest as of yet, but you know what? I'm still going ahead and see if I can survive until some guys get off of IR. I think at this point, if you're in that situation and you just have to float out there, what's the best advice you could give for people out there that are just looking to stay afloat 
until the latter half of the season when guys get back into the lineup. Yeah, we have a similar issue. We've got uh, Tony Pollard on by. Yeah, he's he's been having a nice season so far. And a whole bunch of nobodies after that. So this week we uh, had to dip into the waiver wire. In one league we found Kareem Hunt. In another we found Zach Evans, who supposedly is going to be the, the starter for the Rams with Williams hurt. So you just really you play the waiver wire. You, you start your two running backs and you hope for the best. I think what you need to do, especially given this week, I, I believe there are six teams on by you lower your expectations for the the added value you're going to get at the running back position. And, you know, you look at some of these projections and by the way, take them with a grain of salt that they're just projections, but you get uh, eight points out of a, a backup running back. Like some of the names I've mentioned, uh, you should be happy. Hope your wide receivers and your quarterback have a good week. Also here today, good man. Indeed. He is the madman from Toronto. He to get out of Toronto traffic to talk some fantasy football surprises with us. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here, my friend. I want to hear your thoughts on this, my friend. We're talking the biggest surprises to you so far in fantasy football. So I ask you, my friend, do you have any that just come smack dab at you, that hits you right in the face that say, you know what? That I didn't see coming at all. Yeah, Puka. Yeah, no, no one saw him. Uh, oh. so like oh. that would be probably number one. Uh, gosh, uh, and then the number two, Gerald, that would be a distant number two. I think some of these, well, the running backs, though, the running back mm. position has had a lot of surprises. Yeah, Brees, maybe Brees Hall would, yeah, I, I, I put him in there at number two. I mean, he just had a hopefully what was a breakout game there against Denver, but what running back doesn't against the Broncos? Uh, rush defense, but yeah, you know, like you said, Gerald, it's kind of been the story of the running back this season so far. It's interesting because the Christian McCaffrey watch on how soon he would get injured there, Chris, <laughs> has happened. Uh, I know because yep. I have him in one of my leagues. It's happened. You knew it was inevitable when you take him. It's just not a question of if, it's a question of when, and it happened, but I think fantasy football owners can breathe a whew, sigh of relief because this time it looks like on the surface that the injury is not as serious as once thought, Chris. Yeah, and I'm guessing they hold them out just because they're playing the Vikings. And frankly, even with their uh, two-headed backup monster at running back, I think Brock Purdy's got a enough to do to beat the Vikings come Monday night. But yeah, we mentioned this a few weeks ago, even if you're not a McCaffrey owner, you better go look at the depth chart and see who his backup is because it's uh, what do they say? It's like death and taxes. It's inevitable that CMC is going to get hurt at some point, right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, again, it's something when you take him that high and you take him in your top three to five picks in the draft, usually like I did, you run that risk and you just got to go ahead and be prepared because it's going to happen some point in time in the season, Magic Man. Let me ask you this. Uh, it, it, would you just go ahead and make sure you have some handcuffs ready as far as the backups on San Francisco? Or do you go elsewhere for a replacement for Christian McCaffrey? Ooh, you know what, Gerald? Um, I'd look for a replacement, honestly, uh, this week. Uh, there, there are some pretty bad uh, run defenses 
against some pretty good offensive lines this week. So I'd look for uh, a backup running back to put in there because I think uh, fantasy owners might be a little happy with the backup running backs this week as well. I can imagine that that'd be the case, but everybody, you got to go ahead and make sure and look at your rosters because it is, of course, like Chris said, a bye week for six teams this week. So be prepared to go ahead and check your rosters to make sure that your team is not on one of those bye weeks as far as the players and or defense and or who you have as a kicker. Make sure you scroll all the way down on your lineup on either your phone or your you know, internet as far as your computer is concerned, right, Chris? Because people on, the, especially these layouts, sometimes these layouts get me because, and it's happened to me before, where you're just so lazy sometimes, you just forget to scroll down that extra few inches to get the two bottom spaces that are down there because you have the big, huge paragraph of your, your main roster, and then you have like a extra section down below a little bit farther for your kicker and an extra section down below below for your defense that people often miss each and every time out yeah and then they color code and if you're a middle-aged guy like me it's uh hard to even read the font never mind all the fancy colors <laughs> so what i what i took to especially last week you know with the buys and injuries uh i did it the old-fashioned way gerald i got on the computer i logged in and I was able to kind of navigate a little better and look around. And you know, when you click on the notes for some of these players, you're considering on waivers, heck of a lot easier to read than when you look on your phone, uh, unless you've got a teenage son who can do it for you. But even then, I, I feel like, too, you can you could just like you said, you could kind of see the whole layout, the lay of the land. And uh, I, I guess this has turned into a Gen X talk podcast. There you go, indeed. But. Magic Man, let me ask you this. The surprises for me are twofold. Uh, first, Travis Etienne Jr. I hope I'm saying that right now. I hope I didn't yeah. butcher it. From Jacksonville has been a huge surprise from as far as the fact that he has taken over the number one running back spot and Jacks, for Jacksonville and he has scored five touchdowns and really had his way out there and actually does a good job as far as on the receiving end as well. And the second is the fact that in the top 20 players in the league in fantasy football, it just it's not dominated by quarterbacks. As Chris was talking about earlier, just before you and you came on, last year we saw a domination by quarterbacks, by Mahomes, by Allen, by Hertz, by you know, even Jared Goff, Justin Herbert, all these guys, Lamar Jackson, they were all at the very top within the top 10. Of fantasy football, you're going to find some guys still there, but they're all less than what they were this time last season. Oh yeah, big. Uh, there's there's kind of been a I wouldn't say a cliff dive, Gerald, but there's been a definitely a drop for sure. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, just the the injuries. Obviously, Gerald, we we can uh, account to a lot of the. Um, uh, poor play and uh, lack of production on that end. There's also been, you know, a lot of sloppiness as far as uh, um, just overall execution, I think. And, uh, you know, it's contributed with, uh, you know, uh, the weather has played a significant role uh, in the first six weeks as, as well, Gerald. So roll them all together. 
he created an offense that uh, at, at best can be skittish, uh, even even in the uh, the mud and the rain. And given the given the uh, what you were saying about the you know the top top heavy quarterback list that uh, has kind of dropped a little bit, um, if you had told me that that would be a change from last year to this year, I would have said you're crazy. It just seems like it's just something with these quarterbacks, Chris, that they're just like you said, they're just not playing at the level, even the top of the top of the quarterbacks, when you get to Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, they're not even having the same kind of impactful seasons for fantasy football that they did this time well, last year. It just Jared, doesn't seem like it, Matt. Can oh, I go ask, ahead, Matt. Yeah, no, I was going to ask you guys a question. Uh, going into this year, where would you have realistically uh, have thought that uh, Devontae Smith would be taken? Like, Probably within the first three rounds. Yeah, I would have said yeah. that. Yeah. His pro- his production is more, you know, a fifth or a sixth round player at this point. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, we're, we're going to get into kind of football nerd talk here. But, you know, what I've been reading recently is between the fact that the Eagles offensive coordinator is now in Indianapolis and that defenses are now tired of getting burned deep and they're not going to give up the deep ball. I feel like they've taken it away. Whenever I watch an Eagles game, it seems like AJ Brown can slip away and, and get, you know, a fairly deep reception throughout the game. But for whatever reason, Smith's been locked down this year. Um, you know, I know with the Jets, you go up someone like a sauce Gardner, that has an effect on it, but this is now across the league. I mean, you look at, uh, I, I think too, no one will talk about this, but from a salary cap perspective, these quarterbacks are making so much money that you can't build an offense around them. And you've got to have a left tackle or a right tackle to replace them. You've got to have a D line on the other side because you got to get some sort of pass rush or your corners are going to get burned with these new rules. So I'm wondering if that's having an effect on it too, from the top down. That's a great point. You know, with the salary cap, I agree with you on that. That could be having an effect magic on exactly how effective these quarterbacks can actually be. Yeah, Gerald uh, and Chris just nailed it. It's a, th- those are the two biggest problems, right? When you front load that kind of money for a quarterback is that you need to establish either a great uh, offensive line, as Chris noted, that starts with a left tackle, always has been, always will be in football, and then pass rushers along the defensive line. If you have those two, you can kind of, like Chris was saying, build out around that. But if that's, if that core is kind of like kind of hollow, you're looking at a long season. Yeah. And the salary cap, uh, like basically crippled kind of the different permutations. And, you know, the, it used to be Gerald in the NFL, like along with other sports, you know, different ways to skin a cat, but now with the salary cap and having to pay a quarterback, uh, you know, uh, a King's ransom and, or uh, have them on a rookie contract and you have a great roster around that. It's tricky. It is so tricky. Now it's like threading a needle for God's sakes. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. 
Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any thoughts out there on who you think is the biggest surprise fantasy football player or players, please let us know one way or the other, whether it's surprise for the good or surprise for the bad. Please let us know. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com or InsideSportsFF on Twitter. Or if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, let us know in the comments about who you think the biggest surprise player or players are in the NFL right now in fantasy football. Yeah, Gerald, I was just going to say, it, it, it. and again, I think there was a lot of um, um, hype around, around this pick going into the season, but Garrett Wilson has also kind of, even with the injury to Aaron Rodgers, has underperformed in fantasy, I think. Yeah, that's been a big surprise as well. You thought a lot of you know people were going ahead and having a lot of good thoughts around him. So yeah, definitely uh, looking forward to seeing if he can make up for that, but Good call, Magic Man. Good call, Chris. So what are your thoughts out there? Let us know on the surprise players for good and bad in the NFL in the comments below or isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. Well, guys, before we head on out, uh, you know, and before we leave you any advice on fantasy football for this weekend or also as well, woof, 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 head to the doghouse. Uh, RS German says outlook on Steven, uh, Stevenson for the rest of the season. He doesn't look the same. So, Chris, I want to hear your thoughts. What is the outlook on Stevenson for the rest of the season? Not good. Uh, we had him last year, and he looks like a, just a shadow of what he was in 2022. Uh, you've got not, – not that he's the player he once was, but Ezekiel Elliott's getting touches, and I don't think that bodes well for Stevenson. And it all starts with the fact that Mac Brown and this Patriots offense is a hot mess, and they're just daring Brown to throw the ball. They're not going to – defenses are not going to let Stevenson beat them, and I think that's become clear already six weeks in. You concur, Magic Man, on that? 100%. That's what I thought. Absolutely. I've not seen anything that's changed my mind on that either, so – uh, yeah, it does not look like it's he's going to have anywhere near the same kind of season that he did last year, R.S. German. Always great to have you here. Thanks for your time as well. Truly appreciate it. You can always ask us questions even when we're on off the air. You can go ahead and put it below in the comments, isfantasyfootballyahoo.com or insidesportsff on Twitter. But before we head on out, guys, I want to hear your thoughts on NFL Week 7. You look at the matchups that are there. Fantasy football time. Where are the best fantasy football matchups for this week in the NFL? And I'll start with you, Chris. Who are you looking at as far as that you can gain a real advantage and most likely with the depleted running back corps that I have over shoot me and get into a better position in our league? <laughs> well, from a, just from a pure enjoyment standpoint and, and fantasy as well, I think this Dolphins-Eagles game should be pretty interesting. 
the Eagles defense really hung in there against the Jets. Now I know Zach Wilson was the opposing quarterback, but I'll be interested to see if they can get some pressure on Tua. Um, my gut tells me I think both teams will be able to put up some points. Don't know what the weather will be like. I know it's been raining a ton in the Northeast the last few weeks, but I don't think that'll stop either of these teams. And then on the other side, you've got the Chargers and Chiefs. These are two offenses that have been struggling. They typically have, if not shootouts, at least back and forth games. So I'm wondering, given the history and the fact that these two teams, their rivals, Herbert versus Mahomes, become a nice little rivalry. I'm wondering if these two offenses get into gear uh, Sunday in the late afternoon window. Anything that you're eyeing, my friend, Mr. Magic Man, indeed, let me know. My... You know what, Gerald? I'm 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 not sure if uh, if the waiver wires are complete in, in every league yet, but if I like, there's something telling me. I, I could tell you at ours, it's pretty barren. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then pick through. Yeah. When I'm okay. starting. Two running backs in the third page of the waiver wire. <laughs> not the first, not the second, but the third. That tells you how bad it is right now. Oh boy! And yeah, okay. when when Kareem when Kareem Hunt was in my uh, email notification this morning that we got him as our you know fifth choice and waiver priority, and you're happy. It's it's a bad week. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Okay, well, I you know Gerald, something tells me whoever has Gardner Minshew is going to have a happy Sunday because there's just, there's something about him. The mustache. Yeah. And Cleveland coming off a look ahead, letdown sandwich week. Uh, I really think Minshew can, is going to have a big, a big game. And uh, if you have him in fantasy, I think that's going to be a surprise pick on Sunday drilled. Well, there you go. Absolutely. Good thoughts indeed for you. Fantasy football owners out there. Uh, Marcus Valdez says, go right here, a one-half PPR, Ayuk, Puka, Ridley, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Jay Taylor, Jerome Ford, one wide receiver, one running back, and one flex. And thank you very much. Appreciate you watching on Facebook, Marcos. Thank you so much. Your thoughts out there, Chris. Uh, You heard the Ayuk, Puka, Ridley, Jameer Gibbs, Jay Taylor, Jerome Ford. What does he need to do as far as a – Wide receiver, a running back, and a flex. Uh, I, it sounds to me like Gibbs might still be banged up, so I'd keep an eye on that, maybe push him to the back burner. As a Puka owner, uh, I know last week he didn't do much, but I still have faith in him. And then um, also, too, I would think with Ayuk, uh, I mean, as I had mentioned earlier, I think the 49ers will have this their way. With the Vikings, and Ayuk should benefit with uh, Debo being banged up. And then was was the other running back Jonathan Taylor? I, I lost yeah, track. Already. I'm assuming, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, Jay Taylor. Yeah, I, I know I know Zach Moss is getting touches, but, I mean, you, you can't deny Taylor's talent. And, I, I mean, uh, I, I just think it, at some point they're going to have to use him. And, and to, to Sean's point, I completely agree with the Browns and the look ahead game and everything. And let's not forget the, the 49ers had no run game once McCaffrey went out and the Colts besides Minshew have this two headed monster at running back. And I wouldn't be surprised if they try and run the ball down the, the Browns throat. So that's where I'm leaning. Magic man concur or are you going in a different direction? No, a hundred percent. I, it just seems like it's right for the picking there. Um, I'll, all signs point to it. Uh, I agree with Chris 100%. You got to go with your gut. My gut, my gut's telling me that's what's going to happen. Chris obviously has the same feeling. So, and we're not the only ones. 
helped either. So I, I, I think, uh, I think they're in for a rude awakening because usually that's what happens, Gerald. It's just, it's usually a look ahead, let down special and uh, it smacks you right in the face. That it does, that it does. But great questions by R.S. German. He's also been saying Jacoby's been an absolute juggernaut as far as his draft capital goes, one of his best picks. Uh, I agree. Uh, Jacoby's been a, a great player for the Raiders. So there you go. One of the saving graces in a so-so season as well for Jacoby Myers. But before we head on out, guys, going to go ahead out onto the lawn one more time, looking around, seeing the mailbox to the right. As you're heading out there, you forgot you have to go ahead and feed the beast. So you head on over to the left instead and woof, woof, woof. Head on over to the doghouse. Chris, who do you got this week for the a dog in the doghouse? Oh, yeah. We, after another successful week with a, an underdog, let's see if we can keep the, the streak going. Um, Gerald, your, your neighbors there in Vegas, the, uh, the large sports books, have now made it so that the, the old school conventional wisdom that you get a three-point advantage for being the home team. They've now whittled that down to two and a half. And yes, each week I, I go, I'm looking at that right uh, now. <laughs> I see two and a half. I mean, I, you know, clearly they did There's some sort of games at two and a half. Yeah. They did some sort of algorithm regression, wherever you want to call it with the spreadsheet, but money, they know friend. that three point. Yeah. That three point number at some point, there's a profitability gap between two and a half and three, and they've been hammering it all year. So, you know, my, my little, idea of having getting three and a half points i think those days are numbered but i'll play their game with vegas i like the way the detroit lions are playing i saw a stat recently that jared goff is 13 and 3 in his last 16 games which really is mind-blowing when you think about it this is a guy sean McVay jettisoned to get matt stafford uh everyone mocked him I, he goes new offensive coordinator last year with ben johnson has really changed not only his mechanics but he looks more confident and fluid as a quarterback and i just like the way the lions are playing they go into baltimore that's a team that's up and down offensively you never know what you're going to get one of the most underrated things i've noticed this season is the lions defense i've got them in one fantasy league i think they go into baltimore and win outright i don't need your your two and a half points vegas i'm a little confident trying not to be overconfident but I like the way the Lions are playing. And uh, even if Craig Reynolds, uh, not related to Josh, as we determined a couple weeks back, plays at running back, I like the way he runs. And I think the Lions can sneak a uh, an important road win down in Baltimore this weekend. That'll leave them 6-1. and one. Very nice. Very sure nice will. indeed. Magic Man, you got a, your turn to feed the dog. Woof, woof, woof. What you got for the doghouse? Uh, you know what, Gerald? It so pains me to have to pick this, but due to process of elimination, I'm going to have to go with the, the Chargers uh, and the Chiefs. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that, but <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Uh, what, are you, what are you looking at? I'm looking at a five-and-a-half spread. Is that what you have? I have a five-and-a-half spread, yeah. What's your uh, OU? Is it 47? Uh, yes, that's what they have right now. Yes. That seems really, really Actually, 47 low. and a half. Yeah, that seems really, really low, Gerald, especially given the fact that uh, I think the, the last three times Herbert and Mahomes have played each other, it's gone down to the wire. And I think they've combined for at least over 50 in in all three of them. So I'm like Chris was saying earlier, I'm expecting a shootout, but I would still – 
uh, take the Chargers there with that five and a half. I think maybe, you know, just uh, Butker walks it off with a field goal at the end. I, I, I think that's realistic given the fact that, uh, I mean, another year, another way for the Chargers to choke seemingly endlessly drilled. It, it, Einstein what as said, bad as the Giants? Well, I mean, the Giants have do have a do have a story. Yeah, they've got a Super coach Bowl. that mismanaged. They the do clock. have a story. Yeah. Super Bowl history. They're not. They're they're not bereft of actually Church being Bush. in the abyss. And that hey, is. and in the Giants' defense, they played Tyrod Taylor and almost beat the Bills. I mean, sure. Justin Herbert's a fifty million dollar man. What's their excuse? Yeah, that that is absolutely correct. I that good comeback on that. By the way, RS German really likes your take, Chris, at the doghouse this week. Mine right. is going to be something I'm looking at the long odds. I'm going to say Seahawks heading into Arizona. Uh, you just went to Arizona, Chris, mm-hmm. with your son yeah. to watch the game there. Great uh, I'm thinking that the seven and a half is just too much. Uh, you know, Seahawks have been playing well, but how well? We're going to find out. You know, this is a game that they should take and take easily. Once the money's really on them and once the spread's really on them, can they handle it? We'll find out. That's a seven and a half point spread. I think with that, that's a little bit too much for me at home for the Cardinals. And I think I'm going to go with them. Although, you know, again, if the if the Seahawks win and distance themselves, they can real put themselves firmly in that really good talk of a team that's on the rise there in the NFL. So we'll see what happens. But again, so much appreciation for Magic Man, who's going to be with me here in a few minutes on the Lakers Fast Break channel on YouTube. But Chris, any last thoughts on what you and Dom are up to at Domination Sports Nation before we head on out? Yeah, thanks. So uh, took a, I had to take a hiatus this week between football and uh, teachers overloading schoolwork on poor Dom. But uh, our last podcast, and, and by the way, thank you all for following us and listening it's dom dash in nation sports nation find it wherever you get podcasts follow us at domination sports nation on instagram you can follow me on twitter at chris l sports we appreciate all the listeners and feedback but uh what we've been talking about is this wacky nfl uh the fact that the referees just continue to get worse each week to the point where uh my 15 year old son is now comparing the nfl refs to nba refs and i said well at least an NFL ref hasn't gone to jail yet, but give it time. And then to talk, talking about the baseball playoffs, I know the Astros got back into the ALCS tonight. Uh, you know, the, the Phillies seem to be a team on a mission. And frankly, does anyone seem to care? No one does by the ratings except for hardcore baseball fans. And then finally, Gerald, uh, you know, topic near and dear to your heart. We are what a week away from the NBA opening tip off. And, uh, that season came up quickly, and lo and behold, as the calendar turns into late October into November, James Harden's piping up again. So we'll see where he ends up this year, and I don't think it'll be beard. in Philly. The beard, indeed. But also, big congratulations. You might want to talk about them, too. Well, the Las Vegas Aces came back two yeah. of their star players down in the second half, down by double digits, and came back to win by one point on a missed last point three. Again, I don't know why people shoot threes when they're only down by one. Just absolutely just mind-blowing, dumb mistake there. But, hey, congrats to the WNBA champions, the Las Vegas, where I'm from, Las Vegas Aces. Congrats to them. 
truly great win. Again, two players down. Becky Hammond, absolutely fantastic coach, should be coaching in the NBA. But that's another story altogether, indeed. But before we head on out, one last quick question before we head on out, because we got to go ahead and take care of the Lakers fast break, because we got that group waiting. Chris Genova, hey guys, a few start sick questions for this week. What do you guys think? Have PPR, Goff or Love? And in the flex, Pittman or Flowers? Magic Man, I'm going to go with you. Goff uh, or Love? Uh, you know what? This week, I'd I'm go riding with... Goff. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going with uh, that. You got you to gotta go with Goff until the wheels fall off. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have, I've had him before in like last year in my, in my league. And I did, he rode me to two wins. I, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. And that's, I, that's... and on the secondary, I got a hunch about flowers this week. Yeah. So I'd go there with flowers. Go. Excellent choice. Indeed. Chris, uh, any thoughts, my friend, golf for love Pittman or. Flowers? Yeah. I, I, I own love. Uh, thankfully as a backup, uh, not as high on him. He's got to show me something completely agree with you guys. You ride the hot hand in golf. Even if he has a decent week for you, I think he'll outperform love. And I agree with John on Flowers. I think each week he's getting more and more targets, and he's due for a breakout at some point, whether it be a, a cheap touchdown or a long touchdown. I, I could definitely see him finding the end zone with the way Lamar's been looking his way. Thanks so much, Chris. RS German, truly appreciate it. Also, saw Marcos, great questions and comments in the chat. Please, if you have any questions, pop it in the chat below or Inside Sports FF on Twitter. So for Magic Man, Sean Grice, Chris Ardieri, it's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll see you next week, but here's hoping you have the best of luck this weekend for your fantasy football team, NFL Week 7, NFL Week 8, almost halfway done, right around the corner, and we're going to cover it for you right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.